0: hear any music
1: i'm not messing with the
0: beer with the boys beer beer boys. Beer, beer, beer with the boys beat the boys i don't know when it's over exactly
1: all right i think we're we're officially live now we're it's gonna be really weird if it's not
0: it's gonna be a four if it was like a 12 second wait <laughs> nothing
1: um yeah so we're doing this in person uh, and we're trying to actually figure out how to make this technology work, and it, it feels extremely weird We sitting
0: here and doing this. We have become experts on the virtual podcaster life that we don't know what the hell we're doing in person.
1: Yeah, it just feels weird not having headphones on, yeah. not hearing myself talk through headphones not seeing your face on zoom Yeah. Uh, we're not really set up to do this in person not anymore that very single person office spaces that we usually record here in person and there's just not not the setup for it it's you know? it's, it's different a, it's a me place
0: yeah so sorry in advance for absolutely mm-hmm. nothing we hope you're still listening and you get what you get and you don't throw a fit oh
1: yeah um So, as we like to start the Beyond the Bar episodes, we're going to dive right into it um, as he drinks out of a teapot. Not tea, though. No, just to to give people a preference, we're doing a Friends Miss New Year's Eve shindig over here, and we decided to do a not anything but a cup party type theme. So, you have to drink out of anything that's not a cup. And he has selected... Mm -hmm. The teapot from his house.
0: Yep, my Le Creuset tea kettle that is now resting on my crotch and it's very cold and it feels kind of good.
1: I mean, I just hope that thing makes it the whole night because I remember how mad.
0: This one's not ceramic like the uh, like the French press. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, if you hear us talking about what we're drinking out of, that is it. Drinking out of a bottle. I feel like a pirate. Yeah. Captain Jack Sparrow. Why is the rum gone?
0: Why is the rum gone?
1: But well, we're here. We're making it work, even on a, a, a potential holiday here, I holiday. Guess. Um, but We're here to, to make this happen, and we always start the Beyond the Bar episodes with a recap and maybe a little deeper dive after we reflected on what went down in the happy hour show. Um, so I guess I'll start with you just asking what it was like to be an interviewee rather than the interviewer.
0: to be an interviewee. Well, I haven't really been interviewed ever other than job interviews in the past. I guess a few like mock interviews in college when I won Mr. Muskie and fraternity stuff and all that kind of nonsense. But, uh, um, it felt, it was, it was good. I, 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 what the hell was that? Okay. Um, I felt, I felt keep going. Don't
1: worry about what's happening over here. (laughs) All
0: right. I felt all right. I felt good. Um, it's it's always nice to be able to kind of just just talk and get answered, ask those questions and answer things that you probably should think about a little bit more. Um, and and kind of just and and I I answer in a way that I kind of just start talking and I eventually lead myself to to the point of what I'm saying. Uh, so it was, it's, it's good to, 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 to get that. And I realized that a lot while I was being interviewed and like, as I posted on Facebook and Instagram, growth has always been a very important part of, of my day-to-day life. And anything that I do is very growth driven. Um, I'm, I don't really do things for the sake of doing things. I do them for the sake of where is this going to lead me and, and, uh, my family and my, my tribe, if you will, in the future, uh, so, it was it was good to be to think about all that kind of stuff in in a little bit more depth and have some kind of immediate feedback on that as well. So, uh, yeah. So it was uh, it was strange, but but good and, and beneficial.
1: Yeah, it was definitely like remembering back to mine. um so being on the other side was definitely different than, um, really different than actually being the interviewer, uh, and Sam does a great job of taking a lot of the pressure off of us and mm-hmm. not letting us try to come up with questions for each other too much because he's got a lot of his own, um, and he's really good at that, and I totally forgot where I was going with this, um, but yeah, just uh, just being on the other side definitely gave gives you an insight to you yeah. in a weird way, which we kind of get that when we talk to other people, but when you're... The one on the hot seat you really you really take that in and you take the time to think about yourself more than what the other person's gonna say yeah, um, yeah. and it's super cool to see that uh i guess the one thing that i definitely took away um that maybe i wasn't super aware of when when before knowing the things that you talked about in that interview is um just kind of mirroring some of the things that came up in mind is like resiliency or not always sticking to one plan and that was something that I didn't really realize was so true to your life at the time especially with going to the Bucks and then wanting to be an admissions counselor off the bat I never knew that um it might have come up in some drunken nights but I don't remember that specific conversation between us so um um yeah so it was really cool to kind of get that perspective from you and hear more about your life that way you know um so yeah it was really cool to see that and definitely hear that from you because those were things that I never knew going into that interview and yeah it was pretty cool to hear that and
0: I'm a I'm a mysterious man and uh yeah I mean it's you know it's it's one of those things that growing up you know, working in professional sports was always sort of that plan that I wanted to do and, and you know I'd I'd be lying if I said I wasn't excited to, to go get that job it's not like just because it was my option B that I was not excited to go and do that and I wasn't excited while I was doing it uh, but you know you, you just you learn more as you're going through life and you learn that you know there's what your original destination was isn't always that final destination and um, being able to experience the things that I did in the admissions process and call co- for college and then while actually at college, uh, and then experience what I did when I did work in what I felt to be, uh, my dream job for, you know, or on track for my dream job for quite some time was, uh, you know, it, it, it opens your eyes to what is your exact track and, uh, you know, and, and you know, who knows you know, I could run into something next week that changes that again. And, and, you know, we all could. So it's all about just as cliche as it sounds, taking everything that you're doing and understanding that there, you know, especially the big parts, there's, there's something to take away from it and there's something to, to, to learn from it. And, uh, you know, whether it's to teach you to not do something or not go down a path or to pursue something or or learn more about it. It's, you know, it's, it's happening for a reason, and, uh, you know, most people don't sit down and try to figure it out. Uh, I do, and that's probably what causes a bulk of my anxiety, is just trying to figure out what, why the fuck everything is happening uh, when it does. And, uh, yeah, it's just all about taking that and, 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 and then going and working in the field, realizing that, you know, it was my plan B, and it was for sure my plan B, and I'll always know that, and, and I'll always know that if I would have just became an admissions counselor or went in college in, in college admissions or something along those lines, I would have always had in the back of my mind, but what about professional sports? Now I was, I was you know, kind of blessed with that opportunity to, to do it first, realize this isn't what I want to be doing, and know that what I am doing is 100% what I want and should be doing right now.
1: Yeah, because I remember back in the day, I think we were watching – entourage at the time yeah and you were super into wanting to be a sports agent yeah that was like a a big phase of your life and i guess you got to kind of live out part of that life i don't know i, I guess working with the bucks and
0: you know you know i got to live out the and so I'll, I'll explain why i didn't like it real quick because it sounds outrageous when you know especially with this is you know when the bucks were good since they've been good uh, you know I had that opportunity of being there and and I, and I sold season tickets for for them and I did want to be a sports agent and or or a GM general manager of a team whether it was basketball or football it not you know regardless uh, of what it might be and it's not that I didn't like what I was doing I enjoyed what I was doing but I it, it was not the atmosphere for me um, and that was the biggest part of it of, of it all is and this is in no way a criticism to the people that that work in that field because I know it's not a blanket it, you don't, this is not a blanket statement that that's the way it is um but I, I grew up very um you know 100% of the time you got to work for what you're doing and and you know my I'm you know I I won't say my my family wasn't well off my dad had his own business and he was very good at it. My mom was a nurse. Uh, You know, we could, you know, do things. We could go on vacation each year, but I wasn't brought up in a way that I got every single thing that I wanted without having to work for it first. And, you know, you know, perhaps it was a lot, you know, still easier for me than, you know, than some kids being an only child. Um, I didn't have to work as hard, but nonetheless, and especially when my mom died, having to work for whatever it is you're getting. And and that's you know, when she died then you know it was my dad. That's a hundred percent what it was. I wanted to go to the movies, he ain't spotting me some cash. It's (laughs) you know, you make that or you know, you gotta fill up the gas tank. You gotta fill you know, you gotta do that. And and Exactly. You gotta figure that, that, that all out. And um, you know, a lot of the people that I was working with, and this is no criticism to them, didn't necessarily come from that sort of background. They came from much wealthier families and, and, you know, they got into that position because they knew the right guy and, and her, her girl and, and they were also very good at what they were doing. So I'm very big. And the reason I bring that up is I'm very big on enjoying the whole aspect of work, not only enjoying what you're doing, but enjoying the people that you're with. And I still have friends there. I still talk to some people from there, but the vast majority of them, He's like, I could care less if we you know grabbed a beer after work and and, and not. And maybe that'd be changed if I actually did do that. But now I'm in a place where it just feels good. Everybody, you know, came from that sort of same background in a sense. But it's we've all learned the appropriate things that we can all kind of mesh together and go grab a beer after work. And it could be a Tuesday night and say, hey, you want to go grab a beer? Yeah, because actually I want to hang out with you. And uh, so it was, you know. And it's, you know, it was just a, an an atmosphere that didn't work for me. And it works for a lot of people. And that's why it's successful. And some of our listeners might say, oh, that works for me. And some not, I don't want any of this to sound negative towards the Bucks or, or anybody that I worked with there. It just wasn't for me. And, and, and that's the primary reason for it. And, um, it gave me that, that wake up call that that's kind of the personality and the, you know, what you have to have to work in that field. And that's why being a sports agent wouldn't work for me. Is because most people are coming from from that or have that sort of mindset. And you know, I want to be I want to be in a different sort of one.
1: Yeah, that's totally relatable. I'm sure for a lot of people out there, um, not necessarily working in a job you don't like, but working in a field that doesn't feel like it fits you. And I think that's definitely a big thing for for people to understand is that there's ways to get out. There's ways to find. Find that next opportunity that's going to fit exactly what you want to do a lot more. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you definitely, it was a great, great insight to how you transitioned and how, I guess, maybe some luck had some, had a little bit to play in that too. Um, yeah. And just having the right people at the right times and being the right person at the right time and different things like that. Because um, that, that is a big part that goes into like finding your career and finding the place you really want to be is being in the right places at the right time and that doesn't just take that's not un- unfortunately it's not something that you can always work towards it's got it it's being in the right place at the right time or just connecting with that person that's interviewing you in a different way that some other people don't and yeah that, that's I don't know where I was going with that but it's <laughs> definitely something that that kind of kind of hit home because you know i'm in that that area that time in my life where i'm like is this place where i want to be for a long time is this something that that i can see myself doing for the next short term three years like i don't know um and just kind of hearing you talk about your time at the bucks and then having that opportunity come to you in a way that like just felt extremely right um having comfortability with the people there at the time and yeah, that's that's something that that a lot of people are are blessed to to kind of get that opportunity, and you were one of them. And it was really cool to kind of hear that that you weren't you were just uh, I guess like in How I Met Your Mother with like the Life as a Gorilla episode <laughs> yeah. when Marshall tries to to get along with his coworkers at the the corporate lawyer um, place, and that's kind of how you were at the Bucks in a way, I guess. Because yeah. um, looking back. It makes a lot of sense,
0: no? Um. No, I mean, it's it's 100% what it was is that, you know, you're, you're in this field and you, in order to be successful at a place, you kind of have to fit the mold of what else is going on there, to an extent, of course. And you can't always just be yourself. And, and a lot of the things that I was doing at that time and the person that I was being – wasn't necessarily like I wanted to to be like that but you feel like you kind of need to in order to be successful in that field if that was going to be the track that I was going to go down um and you know and and, and 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 you know at that time it was just you know it, it was 100% that trying to find some sort of level that you can relate to the people that you're working with to uh, To be able to be successful down the road and build that network while you're there, and and it took. Why is my alarm going off? I don't know. I'm not saying that. That's, that's it. So, <laughs> um, and it it took. Later. Um, it took some time to, to you know it took some time right at the beginning that you know that's when you know it was kind of at its at its worst if you will because I'm trying to relate to freaking everybody and just try to find somebody to you know to to lean on a little bit and be that friend or whatever that's there. And then I did do that. And, and looking back at it, you know, the, the people that I ended up becoming the best friends with there and the ones that I still talk to again, not a bash on the other people there. They're all still great people and they're doing very successful stuff. And, you know, I still grab a beer with them every once in a while, but the ones that I still continue to talk to and that I ended up being my friends, there are the ones that are just very similar to kind of how I've been, you know, let's just, you know, let's go, you know, catch a catch a Bucks game and grab a beer, and 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 you know, and you know, let's not worry about. We're not gonna go out clubbing that night. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna go there. We're gonna catch a beer, and then maybe afterwards we'll go, you know, stop at a at a, at a bar and just have another one. And see you later. And, and well, what and would it be such. like just to have that again? Just yeah, to be well, able yes. to go to a bar and have a beer? Yeah, but
1: yeah. No, I totally get all everything you're saying, and um, <clears throat> not to steal the spotlight, but that's something that I definitely feel. At my current job, where there's, I just don't relate to anyone super no. and, deeply, and it's like, eh, and that's I could care less about it. It's
0: it's it's <laughs> one of those things that my personal opinion on it is make a change. It make a change sooner than later. If you feel that a place isn't right, um, you know, do what you can to make a change, and and this goes, you know, to to everybody, including myself. Um, it took me a year to. Make a change. And that was the opportunity that was presented to me to go back to Lakeland. Uh, thanks to Sam, he reached out to me and said, we have an opening because he's he was leaving at that time for his year of a sabbatical to go to Concordia. Um, sabbatical. Good, good work for <laughs> thank it. Thank you. Good. Good and uh, and I but I, you know, at the same time, I could have been looking elsewhere and I I just didn't. And and um, I don't see that as, as 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 necessarily wasted by any means. Um, but if that, it makes me wonder if he didn't reach out to me about that opportunity, would I still be at the Bucks or would I have eventually found my way back into that, that world? Who knows? But what I've learned from, you know, from all that and from that time is if you feel that the place that you're at is not right, if you don't feel that the place that you're at either won is the place that you want to be at until your time you retire. Not the job that you want. If you think that you could be at that place and climb the ladder, or it's a place that's going to help get you to whatever that next step is. Um, so, you know, example, if you're, you know, you got to go to med school if you want to be a doctor and, and so on and so forth, or you got to be a lawyer if you want to be a judge. You might not be like being a lawyer, but you're going to enjoy being a judge. You kind of got to do that time. If that place, that, they, that if wherever you're at isn't helping you get to where you want to be, or is it is it, it isn't what you want to be, make that change sooner than later. Because the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be. And and yes, luck plays a role in it. The opportunities have to be there. Uh, but, you know, if, if you know that the place that you're in is kind of just there and it's not helping, it's kind of just there to pay the bills and that's all it's going to be. Um, and it plays very little, you know, role into to building your resume for that next step uh, make that jump. Um, you know, it's not worth wasting the time in in a, in a place that isn't gonna, you know, make your obituary later on. And, uh, and so, you know, where I'm at, do I want to be an admissions counselor for the rest of my life? No, I enjoy what I do, but it's certainly not what I want to be when I'm 67 years old. Um, my goal right now is to be a president of a university, uh, one day. And this is the, the first of many steps to, to do that. Uh, and, uh, you know, and if that if my goal changes and it's not higher education related, then I guess Johnsonville, open your doors. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the brat. <laughs> That's funny. We actually uh, watched, um,
0: because
1: you know Brat Days in Sheboygan, right? Absolutely. Um, did you know that the the national brat eating contest was at Brat Days? Yeah. Yeah. So we we were at. Kobe, Stas- she goes there. East. Steph's family's house for the for the holidays, um, and we were bored because there's no sports on, and they were watching Hallmark movies.
0: Yeah, what um, kind of bullshit is that? There are no sports on it was, Christmas it was Eve.
1: Who's sad? Um, Bunch so we, crap. Ended up, we ended up watching. It was like the 2010 <laughs> Brat Eating Championship, and Kobayashi was still like the guy, yeah. And Joey Chestnut was like just coming onto the scene, and seeing a young Joey Chestnut. Well, he was
0: just coming onto the scene for the uh, in the Brat competitions. Well, uh, yeah. He had I been the hot dog guy for a while.
1: Not, I don't think it's 2010. He, it's and, uh, really I think right.
0: he started in...
1: Kobe Joey, Joey Chestnut
0: a- in, like, '09, maybe.
1: Yeah, but this was when he, he wasn't, like, a champ champ yet. Yeah, he had
0: just a- become, like, the champ in the hot dog, like, the year before. Well,
1: maybe. I don't know. I can't remember exactly what year, but anyway. Yeah, go on. It was kind of great to see a young Joey Chestnut that was like breaking onto the scene and knowing that he's like this incredible athlete because the the things he does for his body to do what he does.
0: He is an athlete.
1: We are the official Joey Chestnut podcast. Uh, If you ever listen to the Joey, please come on. Yes. We'd love it. Um, But yeah, it was really cool to see like him before he was super famous. Because like he like showed his apartment, he's living in like a one bedroom apartment where, like it looked it looked like the k- apartment fresh out of college where you, you're working that entry level job and you can barely afford it, but this was the only place you could find type of thing. Um, and it was just great because you mentioned Br- Johnsonville and they were the sponsors and like they talked a lot about Brat Days and two
0: oh seven was his first championship when he officially beat Kobayashi in the hot dog eating. Might
1: have been like 06 or 07. Like it was. It was, like, his early career, and, yeah. like, Kobayashi was the guy. Um, but, yeah, anyways, I don't even know where I was going with that, but because you said
0: Johnson, I had to bring yeah, it up. No, I mean, it's, I I want to be in the broad eating contest. There's qualifying I know competitions. In, like, I think I could do. I, I'm not saying I could win because I don't train to be a competitive eater. But I feel like I could do, I could fare well for somebody that doesn't train in the broad eating context. There's no buns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could, I could fare well Um, for somebody who doesn't train. If there's something that I believe is a natural talent of mine, it's eating.
1: No, I believe, specifically broad eating. You could probably at least get 20 down. That's not a bad 20 in 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad finish. Oh, no. I mean, you go, you'd start fast, but once you got to that, like, I'd say like five minute mark, you'd be like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> and that's when that like actual professional training—somebody give me a beer. <laughs> training comes into play. Um, but yeah, I would no doubt you could put twenty down in ten minutes. I Think so. You probably feel like shit. For yeah, absolutely.
0: Months, but... Absolutely. That's the biggest thing that uh, that scares me is how I would feel at minute eleven in I mean, a ten minute contest. I'd be running off the stage to so uh, puke. Yeah.
1: Because there's there's I'm. I'm that kind of mindset where I'm just going to try to eat as many as I can. Nope. But once you finish, you're like, shit, the fuck did I just, just do? It's like, ah. Oh. Gosh <laughs> darn it. But yeah. So no, that was a, a good way to segue <laughs> out of the recap of your Hot Seat episode. And I do think if we're still doing this towards the end of 2021, it'll it be, be a recurring thing each year. Yeah, so That was cool to kind of... Reassess our lives. Reassess our lives and maybe in the coming years it'll be more it'll be a little different reassessing where we're at as a podcast or different things like that so
0: yeah
1: super cool opportunity to be um be on the hot seat i think it made us better interviewers as well to kind of get that that insight to what it's like to be interviewed and we definitely have some cool guests coming up that we're extremely excited about yeah cuz if you guys are tired of hearing about us uh it will change there will be new people on yes. so don't worry
0: starting uh, in the new year Yes. We will have one most weeks.
1: Yes. Um, and that's our goal, and we're going to keep up with it. But that's that's kind of the recap of everything that we talked about. Not everything, but a good portion of a lot of the reoccurring themes are the main things that, that did come out of that. Um, is there anything that you need to get off your chest? Because this is more of our therapy episode.
0: <laughs> um, no 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 I feel no, I feel fair. good it's been a recharging break I'm uh I'm excited to to hit the new year and uh and see what I can do I feel good I feel feel like I'm actually gonna stick to a New year's resolution of sorts but I'm not gonna make a resolution yeah I'm just gonna do things
1: I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna make a resolution I'm just gonna make like a more of a goal yeah is to like just be healthier in general. Yeah. And just hopefully that works out because making a resolution, I feel like I hate New Year's
0: resolutions. Resolutions are made to be broken.
1: Because you're super gung-ho like that that first night that you're like going to sleep and you're going to be like, oh, it's a new year tomorrow mm-hmm. or new year now because you stayed up past midnight and it's going to be a new you, but they never work out. Like, if someone actually sticks to their entire New Year's resolution for an entire year,
0: props to you. It's The ones that stick props to it are ones that actually, like, understand SMART goals. And they make their resolution something that can actually be accomplished. Like, most people, it's like, I'm going to work out in the new year. Well, yeah, that's... Okay, so do you work no. out on January 2nd? You did it. And you're done. That's it. And Got you that new gym deal. Exactly. <laughs> what are you working out for? Are you working out to... Deadlift three hundred pounds? Are you working out to lose fifteen pounds? Get to ten percent body fat? What are you working out for? I, and it can't be just to be healthier. It Make, could be. I mean, it mean, but it could. But what does healthier mean? Eating more salads. Okay. So, and, and 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 so it's 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 you know you gotta dig deep into it. So I'm bringing my own lunch. That's a big part of
1: it. Just taking my own lunch to work.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's a bit, and saves me money too.
1: And just quit the the Jimmy John's rewards program because you keep trying to get me to come back, man. They won't let <laughs> me go. They won't let me
0: go. It's it's tough. Um, and so, like between Hannah and I, like fitness and health is a big part of what we're going into the new year's thinking about. And you know, the first thing that she said is like, "I just want to, I just want to feel better." It's like, well, what the hell does that mean? What does it mean to feel better? And and for me, it's gonna be we got one of them. You know, like, you know, scales that can say your fat percentage. And and mine's like, I want to get back to under 20% for, for me. Goal. So it's like, there we go. And once you know, I hit 19.9%, I can make that decision. Do I want to stay here? Do I want to go back up so I can do this resolution <laughs> do again you, next year? Do you year? maintain this level of... Or do I go down some more? And it's like, I've tried to go... My goal is just to work out every day. It never it's works. It's not a good goal. Like, no.
1: You need to set something that's not...
0: The, something that's not gonna all of a sudden, I get COVID and I can't work out or something. It's just got it's be fucking like, ruined. It's like no, by April first, I'm gonna be below twenty percent body fat or something like that.
1: Think mine, um, because my parent like my mom and dad went skydiving and that's they want to take us, but I'm a big guy, you know yeah, this. I'm big. a big guy, <laughs> um, and so in order to go skydiving, you have to have to be two hundred and fifty pounds or under. Okay, I know it was less than that. I don't remember exactly. But there's a weight limit. There's a weight limit, so I don't. I don't think I weigh 250. I might. I don't even fucking know. I don't (laughs) want to talk about my weight because that's definitely something I'm aiming to to make better. Um, and that's my goal is to be able to go skydiving with them um, whenever they decide they want to go again, because I don't know. They said it was super cool and it, it could be a cool family thing to do. And I want to be a part of it. So that's my goal. Yeah. Is to hit that weight where I'm allowed to go skydiving. And if it takes a little weight cutting tricks, I'm fine with that. Well, (laughs) hopefully
0: not. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's still, I mean, it's, because it, it gives you something to work towards. It's not just work out and eat healthier. You're working towards something. And
1: we're very goal mind, goal oriented people. Yeah. So, we need something. We're working for, training for. we just shooting for.
0: It. Yeah. So if you know, you've made a New Year's resolution and that resolution is just to be healthier, define healthy for you. Think a little differently. Yeah. Go go deeper. And do you want to run a marathon this year? Great. Train to get you know get to that point and, and 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 so on. And you know I think you know I'll give Fuzz some credit here. I think Fuzz is one of the most. Mm-hmm fitness goal oriented people that I know because when he gets, when he sticks to something, dude freaking sticks to it. And, 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 he, you know, he looks good when he, when he, when he, when he, he's when a he stubborn works ass, out. and that's, if yeah, he says he, he's going to he, do something, he's going to do it. He he knows. And, and you know, he, he might not ever, you know, fully admit what he's looking to do. Or, you know, if he has a weight goal or, you know, a fat percentage goal or just a, uh, a, a, a weight you're lifting goal but he just always hits it and he is dedicated as all hell to doing it and and eating healthy on that side as well um where you know when 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 fuzz is in, in when he's fitness fuzz you know fitness i'm fuzz. i'm taking him all day it's going to be
1: a youtube channel fitness Fuzz. <laughs> he should he probably could make it work <laughs> he could he's got he's got to work on that that like on air personality absolutely I mean, after you look that. at
0: pictures of him from college um and he, you know he was a hefty dude in his you know in his in his heyday but He's not, I mean, he's still, you know, a big dude, but he's not, he doesn't look unhealthy. No, he, look, and he, he looks like a healthy big dude. He's just a unit now. Yeah, he's just... You he, know he, that's a solid guy right there. Yeah, you're, you're, pl- you're playing play fullback much. for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let's go.
1: You maybe a little taller to play fullback.
0: Yeah. But, hey, good for you, Fuzz. There you go. I said one more nice thing about you before the year, Fuzz. Yes.
1: That was also one of his resolutions from last year. Be nicer
0: to Fuzz. Yes, it was, and I stuck to it. <laughs> there
1: it is. <laughs> um... Yeah, the only thing that I wanted to get off my chest, uh, what was it? Um, Shit, now I can't remember. Gosh darn it. Oh, it happened today. Um, No, it wasn't related. Well, it was, because fuck Walmart. Uh, The people in Walmart are just ridiculous. But, no, I don't know if you've watched many bowl games thus far. Good? Yeah. But I don't know if you've watched <laughs> any, any bowl games. If you're not, you're missing out on some pretty pretty good football. Um, but there was a, a rather large fight at the end of the Mississippi State-Tulane yep. game, yep. Um, which is unfortunate. Uh, and I just wanted to touch base on this because the way the announcer described it kind of irked me in a way. Um, because, like, he... It's hard because these student these student athletes uh, have had so much going on this year, and yeah, a brawl where guys are swinging and kicking each other and all kinds of shit is never a good thing to see. It's never a way for young athletes to to kind of come up out of or to kind of see that example being set out there in the world, mm-hmm. especially in Division One football on a a New Year's Eve. Um, but the way he he talked about it, like. He was on a good. He had a good point, but just the way he said it just pissed me off. Um, cause he was like, he just said something like, "These guys, uh, they're not, they're even though you have a football uniform on, you're not just athletes. You're, you're supposed to be young men and you're supposed to act like it and different things like that." And I just didn't like the way he said it. it pissed me off. And yeah. yeah, seeing that fight is not a good thing. Like you never want to see it in sports, but. At the end of the like the end of it all, you, you got to step back and like you weren't on that field. You don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know what led to guys trying to fight each other. <laughs> and like just knowing the year that these athletes have been through and the different things they've had to go through just to play a sport they love and have a chance to play a sport they love is they deserve a lot more props. And I don't think that the fight should take that away from them granted there was a few uh, instances with athletes that that's just unexcusable trying to kick a guy while he's down or whatever yeah. Um, but yeah i said to get that off my chest cuz it really it, it upset me a little bit because like that they they got their season cut short a lot of these guys were seniors and there's a lot of a lot of emotion goes into playing any football game or any sport in general or that's related back to what you said in your interview just being in a new sanctuary like that it takes a lot to put yourself there, and it takes a lot to to be the best you can in that situation. And there was a lapse, and I don't think it should be anything should be taken away from any of those athletes. Um, so yeah, that's all I have to say about that. I Had to get it off my
0: chest. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're you're absolutely right. He wasn't on the field, um, and yes, you want to hold these guys to a high standard because they are. They're role models to a lot of kids out there, but I think in situations like that, it's where you have a, you know, I don't have a kid, so, you know, I can only speak from what I would like to do when I, when I do have kids one day is, is, you know, have a conversation with, with your kid. What did, what did they see during that fight? Why did the fight happen? And if it, you know, you want it to be that it wasn't just a fight. For the sake of fighting uh, and something like that, and I think a good example of what I mean by that is, you know, going back to the Dolphins Bengals game earlier this year, and you know, I bring this up. Yeah, I'm a Dolphins fan, but I bring it up because I think it very perfectly plays, you know, what you know, what I want to say here is that there was a big brawl in that game where one punt return there was a the dolphins were JaKeem Grant for the dolphins uh, was the was the punt returner and called the fair catch and the dude on the on on the, on the Bengals lit him up even though the fair catch was called helmet to helmet got the flag he was very you know very clearly an an illegal hit and that's you know that's why there was a flag no brawl you know there was some tension getting in each other's faces but nothing too crazy the next punt return did the exact same thing and at that, Jakeem Grant was out for the rest of the game because he took another dirty hit, helmet to helmet. Even though he called a fair catch, and Coach Flores from the Dolphins ran onto the field onto the other side, and you know he was kind of leading the charge. And there was a, there was a brawl, and Devonte Parker and Mac Hollins, who were two of the other uh, wide receivers for the Dolphins, got ejected from that game along with a few Bengals players. And in that sort of instance, that's where you want to you know be able to talk, say, should a fight ever happen, no. But that's when you want to fight, and and that's when you just say, like, that was two dirty hits in a row. You're clearly doing something that, you know, even if you don't know that you're making a dirty hit, you are, and you need to, you know, be open up a little bit here. And it was two of the other wide receivers go and play big brother and just saying, hey, you don't get to do that to our guy. You don't you don't get to do that and you stand up for your friends. You stand up to your family. And I think that's a big thing. Is if they didn't do that, I think that speaks volumes and it shows uh we don't really we're not a family. We don't have that that tight knit community. The fact that they do, that's why they're ten and five right now. Yeah. They're not a talented team. They're just very well coached and a very close knit group.
1: Yeah, and I think again it's just a lot of high emotions in those yeah. situations and it's a, it's very big in, like, different sports like hockey. You protect your, your, your key players, your stars, if you will. Yeah. Um, if anyone takes a run at them, they're you better be expecting a fight or something. You get,
0: you get their uh, back. I'm all for it. If my kid gets into a fight, but it's because he was standing up for one of his friends,
1: yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't disagree with anything you said there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly what caused the fight. It was in the, in the bowl game today. Um, but – it was just a very emotional situation. Like this was their last, like a lot of guys last football game at that school. There's different things. I just, I didn't appreciate how the announcer kind of stepped on a pedestal and like put himself above these players. Like if you're an athlete, you've been in that situation. Like there's definitely been a situation where like bench is almost clear at wrestling meets different things like that. Like it happens. And if you like, if, I don't know. He just felt like he was putting himself above these players, and just kind of like talking down to them. And I just didn't appreciate that because you have no idea what occurred on the field. And he was calling for kids to get arrested and like, th- th- there's no need for that. Like it's a sport. Should that have happened? No. Let yeah. Let the coach but do the job. There's no reason these kids need to be arrested, reprimanded, have something on their their mm. uh, their permanent record or anything like that. It's just there's no need for that. Like. No one was severely hurt. The game ended. The fight was broken up. Yeah, there was a lot of very poor decisions made on the field at that time, but there's no need to, to put some, like a, a permanent stamp on someone's record when it's just not needed. And that, that that's pretty much where I was trying to go with that. And I'd get that off my chest because yeah. the ESPN guy was a stupid ass for saying the shit he did. Um, but, yeah, so moving on to... One of our favorite things to do is the six-pack of the week. And I think we need to, to kind of choose how we want to do this. Um, it's going to be uh, the top three stadiums each that we would love to see our favorite teams play in. Um, do we want to stick to just NFL or just favorite teams in general?
0: I think we have to do three picks from three of our favorite teams from three different
1: sports.
0: So one football. Yeah, one NFL. It can be be any three sports that we want. And it doesn't have to be a team sport either. Okay. So three different sports, or three different uh, at least levels of sports. So college football and NFL are two different ones. So three different levels. Yep. And And your favorite team. Or individual from each area, and where you would like to see them win. We'll say win.
1: Win. Okay. You want to kick it off? Or you want me to? You
0: can go ahead. I think I started last
1: week. Um. All right. Well, first off, I'm a Jaguars fan. Never wow. been to Jacksonville. <laughs> um. So I think my first overall pick would be to see Jacksonville win at TIA TIAA Bank Stadium. In swim in the pool. I don't know, <laughs> or it's, it's sit on one of the cabanas because it would be cool to actually see them at a home game and kind of witness more of the culture than you see on TV for like the fans and the team because you don't get that full experience. I've never seen them play live, so if I was going to see them play once, uh, it would definitely be definitely be at TIA, whatever Bank Stadium. Yeah, sounds like a slow TIA Bank Stadium.
0: Um, yeah, I think that's a that's a solid one. Uh, my first one, I'll stick with NFL as well, um, but I'll for the sake of the the game, I will go out of the uh, the home stadium because I've never been to Hard Rock Stadium yet, uh, and I have seen the Dolphins play at Lambeau twice, one win, one loss. Uh, but my, I think an easy choice would be to see them win in Foxborough. However, stadium. if I was at that game in Boston and the Dolphins were winning, I'm gonna be talking out my ass so much that I don't think I'm gonna make it out of the stadium. <laughs> especially if it's like I,
1: like I feel like you're safe there. I feel like their fans. I don't know. I don't know
0: if I think fans. like the top between Boston, Philadelphia. They'll do it in Philly. Exactly. Absolutely not in They'll Philly. In,
1: well, Oakland's not a thing anymore.
0: But. yeah, but or Boston, Boston, Philly, and Chicago, I think, are the top three. Uh, Philly, Boston, Chicago—in that order of places—you wouldn't want to be on the opposite team from. Very fair. Yeah, so that's Especially why I NFL. I won't say Foxborough, and just the fact that I hate them so much that even if they were nice, I would push them to the edge, <laughs> and it'd be it'd be rough. And uh, and I say the nicest thing I'll end the year by saying something nice about Boston people. There's some tough motherfuckers. So that's what you get. Moving on, I would like to see them win at MetLife Stadium crush the Jets, another big rivalry, and I'm not scared of most people from New York.
1: Yeah, I feel like New York, like especially the Jets, they just stop. Buffalo's
0: the other option, but I don't want to get no, run in with Bill's Mafia.
1: No, I wouldn't either. So I'd go Jets, yeah. Yep. It's a good one. Um,
0: and that's where you, you know that they're going to win, too. So <laughs> Yeah,
1: and, and the Jets expect to lose. Um, my second pick, um, I guess I'm going to go college football. Um A game that, I guess, growing up as a Big Ten fan when it used to be a Big Ten, Pac-Ten matchup in this game. It's a bowl game out in Pasadena, California. Um, It would be an outstanding, electric, mesmerizing event to go see, the Rose Bowl, um, where Michigan plays whoever and wins. Um, It's been a while since they've gotten to, to... carry the roses around and do all that. So I think that would be probably one of the, the big games to go see. Um, that's a little more unique than saying, oh, go see him at the, whatever. But yeah. there's definitely a lot of college stadiums I'd love to go see. But if it's Michigan, I'd love to see them win the Rose Bowl while being there live.
0: Yeah, that'd be a good one. Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl would be great. Um, my number two would be seeing Conor McGregor fight in Ireland. I think
1: Dublin.
0: in Dublin, I think Vid would be absolutely insane. I mean, he is the pride of Ireland. Um, I am, I'm I'm. a big fan of his. I think he is one of the best, if not the best, striker in, uh, in – pure striker in UFC history. And uh, I like his story. Yeah, he runs into some problematic shit, like punching an old man for not drinking his whiskey. Fine, I get it. Uh, but seeing him, I think it's like – I think it's similar to seeing, you know, just some like American hero in in the hometown, in the U.S. Kid. Yeah, go but on. in Ireland where it loyal as fuck. They're loyal to to loyal. you, and like if I could go there and go, you know, see some some heritage a little bit, and then see McGregor drink win or lose, Guinness. drink some Guinness, um, have some proper twelve on I'm over there, and and Jameson, and uh, probably not come back, but just seeing him, and then oh man. It would be, it'd be incredible seeing him in front of a home crowd. Yes, it would. They're in my flannel pocket. Where's your uh, upstairs. Where? On my chair. Okay.
1: All right. <laughs> Say hi to social media person, Hannah. Um, my la- oh, last one's tough.
0: Yep. <laughs> Can't be college or we're NFL.
1: We're big football people, and I took both my football picks. Um... Damn. Uh, I guess it's more of an a, an event rather than a specific team. But when and if the Olympics, the Summer Olympics, ever come back to the United States, uh, ooh, excuse me. Ben talks about Chicago. I think it would be extremely cool to see any Olympic wrestling while on U.S. soil. Um, I know it's kind of a a loose loose end pick. I bent the rules. I didn't pick a specific team, but that's kind of one of those events that's just like uh, well, I almost got to go see the NCAA Division One. So close, so close, damn you, COVID. Um, but that's still on our schedule. So, um, I'm gonna choose the Olympics to see the USA wrestling team wrestle and. I really hope I get to see some of the guys like Burroughs or Taylor or Daringer or any of the, like Schneider, any of those guys wrestle and win a gold on no. U.S. soil. So it would just be, it would be so cool to see that Cause like you know the fans in America would show out for their wrestling because that's it's what they do. Like, stay like the Division One sell it every year. I guarantee it would be sold out and it'd be an electric atmosphere. That'd just be super cool to experience.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, any Olympic sport in general, any Olympic event would just be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, so hopefully it does come to the U.S. soon. Here, even if it go- it's in L.A., sure, go fly over there for a day or two.
1: Poppy ears, we're coming,
0: coming yep. to visit. <laughs> we need a place to stay. Um, my my final one will be. Um, I like college football. I don't really have a team in in college football, so I, I don't I don't find that fair to, to pick one. I just like it. I know what teams I hate, but I don't you know, I don't really have a one that I, I cheer for in particular. Um I think I would like to see we'll go basketball. I'd like to see based on current rosters for sure, uh the the Bucks beat the Lakers in LA. Cool. at the what is it, the staple center is like that where the they NBA play finals. yeah nba finals i would love to see like we'll say we'll say game 7 the bucks win it in la and electric oh man
1: the other, Rocky the other party. couple,
0: Giannis brother or Tacumbo brothers, uh, get a ring because their the <laughs> other brother on the Lakers did. Yeah. But good uh, choice, I like it. Yeah, I like a
1: different choice. I'll go with the yeah, I'll go with the Bucks and It'll just be a cool atmosphere to be around.
0: Too. Yeah, especially the Lakers. Like, so mo- like L A teams are so weird. I mean, you look at the L A Chargers; they don't fill the stands even in a regular year. The Rams are all right. You know, they're they're a good team, but the fans don't really support them all that much. If we're if there is an L.A. team, it's the Lakers. Hundred percent. That's them. I mean, the Clippers tempted to to get there, but it's the Lakers, and you know, Kobe dying plays a role in that as as a little bit of a role, and then LeBron and Anthony Davis and the whole crowd going there. And you can also talk about maybe the Dodgers, but um, and that would be another one. Seeing the Brewers beat the Dodgers would be freaking awesome. Uh, but the Lakers are that team, and right now they're the team in the NBA not just because they're the returning champions, but because they do have the best player in the world in LeBron and Anthony Davis, who is playing better, uh, and Giannis is the MVP, though. So yeah. the Bucks need to freaking win something. They do. And I wish they could beat Boston in the finals, but they can beat Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals first. Which is just as good.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that rounds out. Our top six. I don't know if there's many honor- honorable mentions for this one for us because um kind of checked it off. I
0: mean, there's well, Brewers beating the Dodgers.
1: Definitely be some stadiums I'd love to go to and witness a home game, like Penn State's Whiteout. Yeah. Um,
0: I would love to see a, a Red Sox Yankees game.
1: Which stadium, though?
0: Either one. I'll Either just wear one. a white t shirt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. I I've, I've had the privilege to go to a lot of sporting events, so it's been really cool to kind of kind of see that. Um, definitely one that I do want to check off the list, which I, I think is my time is running out, is the Superdome
0: before Drew B's Retire. retires. Yeah, you're um, going to have to go next year.
1: Which is the plan. It's been on the docket to go to New Orleans around a Saints game so we can go to that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's... Pretty much it. I mean, besides the Division One wrestling championships would be cool. I think any basketball, March Madness would be really cool to go to as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, still a Bucks game in the new stadium. Still haven't done yeah. that. Yep, um, yeah, haven't had that <laughs> Got to check that one off the list for sure. Uh, but, yeah, there's definitely, like, sports live in person. is just a different kind of experience rather than um, watching on TV. And my last honorable mention – would be any playoff game ever. Yeah. Still haven't gotten that experience. Um, Wanted to do it when the Blackhawks were good, but missed out, so yeah, never happens. It's just expensive as fuck.
0: A Michael Phelps uh, swim meet. Is that what they call him? Yeah, that could be a... Swim match. That
1: could be the next one. Athletes we wanted. Athletes
0: that we want to see. Yes. All right. I like that.
1: And that rounds out the six-pack. And we didn't do a good job of getting questions. We got page. a few. We have a few. Right. I got a
0: few. Um, from a longtime listener, Nick. Um
1: long time listener, first time caller.
0: When we got to, we had to have answered those. Um, aha. Sorry. Right. Just gotta flip everything around here. <laughs>
1: Meow, meow, meow. oh thanks for the
0: message Bobby we appreciate it. it, it you thought you were talking about here son. <laughs> <laughs> Wait what?
1: <laughs> for DJ. Yeah.
0: Um they're in here. Come on. I just hit a button and I don't do know. It. Here we go. Um all right. First one here. These all There we go. Did you get the information for the for the ice fishing tournament? No. I'll pass it on to you. It will be January thirtieth. Um, it's just the last message in there. Who would win in a fight to the death, Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck? One
1: hundred percent Donald
0: Duck. You're an idiot. It's Mickey Mouse. One hundred percent. Donald Duck's an angry dick. He is angry, but Mickey Mouse has he, catch those paws. Fight to you, the death. Do fight. you see his freaking paws? Fight
1: to the death. Mickey Mouse like, Whoa, sorry. Exactly.
0: Whoa. Exactly. Like have he you watched? Wouldn't kill what Donald was Duck. that? It was uh. It was he uh. He wouldn't kill him. He'll kill him. he no, Mickey, Mickey Mouse. is an asshole. Mickey Mouse is an asshole. A duck? You kidding me? Mickey Mouse probably has rabies and HIV and all that kind of crap. Yeah, He's going to kick the crap out of Donald Duck no, with those got, mitts that he has. i got my faith in Donald Duck. He has those mitts. He doesn't there was, it was a South Park episode. The South Park episode. Yeah, that South going. Park doesn't count. It still counts. It was still Mickey Mouse. If
1: Donald Duck doesn't wear pants. You know the kind of cojones it takes not to wear pants? Yeah, well, Mickey Mouse, fight.
0: just, I think, just wears overalls. That's it. Yeah, well... Red. So he's a redneck. <laughs> Donald Mickey, Duck by a billion. Mickey Mouse, lock it in, load it. He'll kill Donald Duck and his whole family. No,
1: Donald Duck fights
0: dirty. Um, what would hurt worse? I don't like that word. So shitting out whole pumpkin seeds or whole peanut, uh, whole peanuts shells and all.
1: I th- I think the peanuts would hurt worse. They're
0: bigger. But the pumpkin seeds are pointier.
1: Yeah, but I feel like they're more smooth. Then. Pumpkin or peanuts well, it are depends which
0: up. way they're coming out, though. It's like a baby. Yeah. It not. comes out the wrong way. It's even it more also, painful. That
1: counts for peanuts,
0: too. Well, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like it's going to be a different kind of hurt. It's going to either be a sore hurt or it's going to be a stabbing hurt. And I would rather be sore. Yeah. So, so I would say it would hurt worse to have pumpkin seeds. Peanuts. Because I don't, all of a sudden there's going to be blood, it's going to be a whole thing. Um, if the two of you could switch bodies and minds for one day, what would you try to get away with? And, con- and their consequences are not able Definitely to be rob taken a back.
1: fucking bank.
0: Yeah, rob a bank is me.
1: Uh, yeah, and hide the money somewhere I could find it. Because if I kept the knowledge, then I would have money. Um, that or, like, steal a Ferrari or something cool.
0: Okay.
1: Or go streaking. That'd be fun. Yeah. Make you look like a real ass. I'm proud of my body. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um I would just change light bulbs without needing a step ladder. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that'd be nice. God damn it. Um the more the most of that question would be with with what about with the other person's spouse? Mm-hmm. I don't I'm I'm not gonna go there. I'm not I'm, weird. I'm not too worried about it. Um <laughs>
1: Which <laughs> is yeah awkward moment. Uh, yeah, next question. <laughs>
0: um, uh, I, sw- I had something to say about that before, but I forgot now. Um, I'll figure it out. Best kind of popcorn?
1: The the classic Chicago style. the mix of cheesy popcorn and caramel corn.
0: Yeah, there's some some celery salt, some tomatoes, some some jalapenos on there. What? Some onions, some relish, Chicago style. <laughs> no, it's
1: just the mix of caramel and cheesy popcorn. It's the best kind. I the agree. I,
0: I agree. I don't like caramel popcorn on its own, but you mix it, it's all right. Uh, it's otherwise, just cheddar popcorn. But it's so good. Class or Orville Redenbacher movie theater butter. Like, I'll get the movie theater butter. Uh, best Pop Tart.
1: Blueberry.
0: I would go with s'mores.
1: My well, favorite one, blueberry, was my. It was like the OG Pop Tart.
0: Yeah, or no, uh, Fudge Sunday. Yeah, that was a classic for me. I don't really like Pop Tarts. I never really did.
1: I was always the kid that ate the crust and like spit it out.
0: No, then no, <laughs> ate no. the center part. Yeah, the center part was great. Pop Tart. I mean, they're fine. I, I'm more of a toaster strudel guy.
1: Yeah, I, I'd take a toaster strudel over a Pop Tart, but any day. If I had to eat a Pop Tart, it would be blueberry.
0: All right. Um, and what is your first memory? Like, the first thing you ever remember. How old were you? Um, and it can be something that you've seen in a picture, and it kind of triggers a memory. Or, or, you know, it can't be something you saw in a picture from when you were little, and it triggered a memory. It has to be something that you can think of out of the blue. The first thing that you could remember.
1: Um, the first thing that comes to mind, um, <clears throat> sorry to my neighbor. Uh, we were riding bikes, and I tried to pass around the sidewalk. And I accidentally knocked her off her bike, and she sprained her wrist. Um, This was back when Beanie Babies were super cool, so my mom took me to pick out a Beanie Baby for her, and I chose the one, the baboon with a rainbow butt, and gave it to her and said, I'm really sorry. So that, that's the first memory that comes to mind. I'm sorry still. Felt bad. Yeah. But I won the race, so.
0: I think the earliest thing that I can remember is I think I grew up the right way. I got smacked a lot if I said something <laughs> bad. <laughs> and it happens to be one of the earliest memories that I can have. One of the earliest memories that I do have that I think is positive, but I don't remember anything beyond the taste, is I had my first Jack and Coke when I was like two or three. My dad would have one nightly. He got up to go to the bathroom. I went over, downed his drink, and uh, and I very... Actively remember that that taste, because beforehand. Um, but other than that, I got in trouble for saying f word and got smacked oh, for word. it. I got <laughs> just f word. It's just I said I know the f word. I didn't know the f word. F <laughs> word is fun. And I got smacked for saying it because I said it in front of company, <laughs> and parents were very embarrassed. So that I think that is the. Is, is is the one that I remember. I, I can put myself in that, that scene over and over again. It's like, what did I say? <laughs> I didn't understand um, that people don't care if I know the F word or not at that time.
1: And
0: that's... Oh, and one more. What is the best cut of steak?
1: I'm a ribeye guy.
0: Ribeye. I like porterhouses.
1: Yeah, I really good porterhouse.
0: Porterhouses are fucking
1: great. Literally any kind of cut of steak is pretty good.
0: Other than a skirt steak, those kind of suck.
1: Yeah, if you cook it right, it's if you good. cook it right, there yeah, anything
0: is good if you cook it right. But I think between ribeyes and porterhouses, yeah. those it's hard to cook wrong unless got you the money burn in it.
1: Getting porterhouse or ribeye,
0: oh hell yeah, well, porterhouse I do are like a good New hefty New York strip. motherfuckers. New York strips are great. So I cooked for Hannah's birthday this year. Not
1: a T-bone
0: like, guy. T-bone are fine, but I don't, you know, they're not the best cut. It's,
1: I like because ribeye has good marbling, so that's what I always go for. Yeah, because they've got the most attractive look. I'm like, Hell yeah. No. It's a sexy steak. I'm going to eat you later.
0: Um, hamburger. That's a, that's a... <laughs> um,
1: And that Those are the questions. Uh, and we're going to close it out with our closing time advice. Or closing time closing wisdom. Closing time wisdom. Um, my advice goes back to something that we talked about a little earlier, but put a little spin on it. Uh, 2020 sucked. It was not a fun year for a lot of people. A lot of people struggled. A lot of people... Uh, found out new things about themselves um so moving into 2021 i do i do highly recommend making some sort of resolution but keeping it measurable and achievable because the worst thing to do is make something that you think sounds great when you're drinking that 12th beer of the night trying to ring in the new year um and you wake up the next day and you're like fuck why did i decide that i want to do this and it's not going to work out so definitely setting something that's achievable and maybe it's a small one to start that you can build on for the rest of the year and just trying to, trying to keep any growth that you had during 2020, keep it on, keep it on rolling. Keep moving into 2021.
0: Yeah. Some good ones. Uh The other one that I will have is don't forget 2020 this year. Was for for some people it was the best year that they've had so far, and that's okay as well. Um, but for the vast majority, I believe this was one of the worst years, if not the worst year of our life. It was different. We were hit with a lot of challenges, uh, a lot of things that you know. A lot of people learned more about why they either like or dislike the government, um, why they like or dislike certain people. Um, a lot of the things that are important to them and a lot of things that they're looking forward to and a lot of the things that they thought they enjoyed and they took for granted. Uh, So don't forget anything that happened this year. It's not worth it. It's not going to help you. Um, Remember as much as you can from this year. Remember the hurt. Remember the stress. Remember the times of joy. Remember it all and use it. And, uh, and, and, And remember when things are inevitably back to... Whatever normal might be in the future, uh, don't go back into to your old ways. You know, take what you learned from all this, make it happen, and go change the world one beer at a time.
1: Great advice. And with that, it's been Beer with the boys. I've been Scooter. He's been J Dog. And we wish you a very, very happy New Year. Because this will be coming out on the first of 2021. Yay! So everyone, have a wonderful New Year. Watch some football. And good, world-tide.
0: May the beer be with you.